Hello and welcome to this edition of Henrico CTE Now. I'm Marianne McGee and flying solo for this edition. Mike Roberts is taking some well-deserved vacation time. And I hope that you, dear listener, have either done the same or you will be taking some time this summer. Now listen, if you have a little travel time in the car, treat yourself to some previous episodes of Henrico CTE Now. Wherever you get your podcasts, it's a really good chance you can find us there too. We have years of fantastic conversations with people in career and technical fields and education. Don't miss that. But listen, you can always check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter at the handle Henrico CTE. And for a really good deep dive of what's going on, visit HenricoCTE.com. You can find out about our academic programs, what's happening on the calendar, what's coming up for the school year. Really great stuff at HenricoCTE.com. You know the drill. You got to show us some love. Got to like and subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Now, I have been waiting weeks for this episode. I am so excited to have you all joining us for this. You are about to meet some of the most talented and hardest working women in the construction industry. And how about this? Not just this generation, but possibly the next generation too. We are broadcasting from Henrico School's instructional space at Regency, the new adult education center, which this week is hosting Camp Nawick. And that acronym tells you how special this event is because the camp is being hosted by the National Association of Women in Construction. And here to talk about the camp and to talk about career and technical education are Carrie Hunt and Naomi Hines with Nawick's Richmond chapter. And one of our campers, Michaela, is taking a break from all of the excitement to join the, the podcast. So I'm super excited to have her here too. So Carrie and Naomi, when you are not managing about a dozen campers uh, during your busy week, what are your day jobs? Let me start with you, Naomi. Um, I work for the Brothers That Just Do Gutters. I'm a general manager there for our location. Fantastic. Carrie, how about you? I'm an architectural specification writer for Hager Companies, which is a door hardware manufacturer. Let's let's dig into that title. <laughs> Tell us what that means. What do you um, do? Yeah, so I work with my sales reps and outside owners and architects. And in the pre-construction part of a project, we work together to create hardware designs and um, specifications for the job. Wow. Okay. And so all of you, and by the way, lots of other people, that's what's really interesting and fun about this camp. If you were here, you would see lots of folks wearing Camp Nawick t-shirts in red. And these are women in the industry who've taken some time to be here at the camp. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about that. Naomi, this has been a super busy week. You live to tell the tale about it. We're, <laughs> we're kind of winding down. We're, we are towards the end of the week. Tell me what has been going on. What is this camp, in fact? Um, it's an awesome camp that um, Nawickus came up with, and we were really interested in doing this and really excited with the project. Um, we've taken months of dedicated planning um, meetings, you know, weekly, every other week, um, just to try to get everything set up for this and have a wonderful, ex wonderful experience. 
um, with having so many women in different areas and knowing different people, it helped us bring in a lot of great presenters um, for this program. We were just really excited to have it happen. Yeah, I wanted I want to dig into that a little bit too yeah. because you have a real like who's who of <laughs> people in the construction industry presenting. Carrie, talk a little bit about who is actually here this week. It's like a star-studded lineup every <laughs> every day of the week. Well, like you said, if you are involved in the construction industry at all in Richmond, you know these names. We've had Chelstrom and Lee come and lead us in carpentry this afternoon. Uh, this morning, we had Tuning and Wilmer teach us about electricity. And last uh, last afternoon, we had Colonial Webb come and do ACs with the girls. Look, and, and one day, I was um, here earlier in the week, Sammy from Miami, like the coolest <laughs> flooring and tile guy yes, ever. Yes, I forgot about Sam. Um, <laughs> he really was here from Miami yes. uh, to do this camp, which was fantastic. Michaela, did you participate in the Sammy from Miami? Um, yeah. Event? Okay, yeah. well, what did you all do in that activity? It looked fun. So they had us do our own... It sounds so weird seeing, like, hearing my voice like this, but um, <laughs> it's okay. They had us do these tiling projects where um, we had, like, a small square of wood, and we had our own little, like, glass rectangles that we would, like, use to form our own patterns, and then we would use grout and mortar, I think that's what it's called, to um, lay it down on the block, and we would just have our own little, like, tile slab. So it was just so fun doing that. It, it looked fun. I kind of wanted to grab one of those like, mortar boards <laughs> and kind of jam on myself, but I am not in the seventh, eighth, or ninth grade, which is... Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that, too. Naomi, that's, that's interesting that that's kind of this, the target group. How did you all kind of land in that um, focus area? What is it about that age group that you really felt was important to target? Definitely. Well, research shows that middle school and early high school are the best times to expose kids to career paths, which is why we chose to focus on rising 7th through seventh through ninth graders um, for our camp. And I have been impressed just kind of walking through and observing this. Um, they are all in. Yes. And uh, there hasn't been anything from power drills to the sign to anything that I've seen anyone kind of hang back. Um, Carrie, tell us a little bit about kind of what you've observed with the, the campers here. How are they engaging with the activities? Even by the end of Monday, you know, they're all tired and sweaty, covered in blisters from hand sawing, and they were smiling and laughing. And I think they're really proud of what they're creating this week. And that's really what we hope they take away from it is the, the pride in their work. Michaela, did you have a little arm twisting to come to the camp, or were you like, yeah, I'm excited, I'm ready to go? Um, my mom was the one who found out about the construction camp, and then she um, wanted me to do it, and I was like, it just sounded cool because I just wanted to do something this summer, and I've like um, never had any experience with like construction or things like that, so I just thought um, I might as well do it because... Um, I guess she wanted me to try something new, and it um, turned out to be really fun and good. That's the kind of ringing endorsement mm -hmm. you need. I did, I mean. did overhear one of the campers saying, my dad was the one who wanted me <laughs> to come to this camp yes. because he really wants me to get into, like, flooring and tile. So, I mean, you've got parents who are just super supportive, moms and dads. 
Um, but I think there's another very special feature about the camp, which is the price tag. Naomi, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes, it is free. Always wonderful here, free. Um, our goal was to have up to 20 campers this year and to be able to provide them a one-week camp to do this with no cost. And with our sponsors and stuff, we were able to succeed and do that. You have to be just amazed. And I'm sure, I hope the people who are listening here kind of absorb that for a moment. Because if you were to see the camp and see all of the materials that are involved, and and there were plenty for everyone. Everyone had their own hammer. Everyone had their own, I mean, it was just, such a a enriching experience and the sponsors did an outstanding job absolutely um, with providing and then the then the actual presentations too so it wasn't just kind of like come in and chat a little bit about what you do every day it seemed like every day everyone was hands-on they put work into it absolutely put work into it um i i want to talk a little bit about how all of you, or Carrie, you and Naomi in particular, how you found your way into this industry. Uh, Carrie, let me begin with you. Did you take any career and technical education courses? I did up? not. In high school, I thought I wanted to go into biochemistry. And then in college, I got a degree in history. And then I became a professional nanny for 15 years. And when that job ended, the, I took the first temp job with project manager in the title, and it was at a door company, and I've been there ever since. Interesting. So, so you kind of fell into, I fell into, fell it, into yes. the work. Um, do you think a camp like this would appeal to you, if you could oh. look back at your seventh grade <laughs> self? A hundred percent. I grew up up in Charlestown, West Virginia, and they had a very strong Votech program with James Rumsey. And I remember trailers coming to school and introducing us to different trades. But at that time, I was more interested in something else. But I wish there was more time that I could have spent trying these kind of things. Naomi, how about you? How did you find your way into the industry? Um, It was just luck. I also did not have any courses like um, Carrie. Um, I've always loved working with computers. I love the sound of the computers, of the keys. Um, that was like my first love, just the sound of it. So like I knew I had to have something so I could hear it all day. So I love the office aspect of it. Um, the first um, company I worked for that was related to construction would have been like a tree service company. And I've just enjoyed learning more and more. So from there, it's branching up to different things. And I love to build. I love crafts and stuff like that. So I don't particularly want to go outside and do the outside part of it, but I like being in the office and then seeing the results of what our guys are doing and um, how it all comes together. I, and I want to talk a little bit about that, that piece of it because in these companies, there are certainly different pathways you can take. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, to me, what's kind of interesting about it. There isn't just one way to get into the industry. Um, Carrie, in, with your company, are there, talk a little bit about kind of if you're thinking of, of a student who's considering what they might do, some of them are college bound, some may not be college bound, um, but what avenues exist for either of those tracks? Well, you know, our company is a hardware manufacturing company. We have a giant factory in Alabama and then our corporate office in St. Louis. And any job you can think of, we probably have a position. If you wanna be hands-on, 
fixing our automated picking systems. You can be down there learning how to code those robots. If you really like engineering, we have engineers. We're building an electrical department. If you really like PR, we have a very robust PR department. And so I think you can really kind of find out what you want to do and then approach the company and talk to it that way. And you don't need a degree for most of these jobs. I mean, engineering helps, but. Right, if you can, the the, the hands-on skilled piece and the mm-hmm. certifications that you uh, can gain from learning are enough to really get you on a terrific pathway to succeed. Michaela, I wanna ask you, now that you've kind of explored a little bit yeah. and you've gotten to see some of this up close, did the camp change your mind about anything <clears throat> when you're thinking about construction or how did it maybe open your eyes about this industry? Um, I didn't really know that much about construction or that there were different jobs related to it. I thought it was just like construction work and how you see people outside just with the vest on and like doing a lot of like dirty work and drilling. I thought that's all it was. I didn't know that like flooring and other things applied to it too. So I didn't know that there were like so many jobs that you could apply to it maybe. Right, exactly. I think that's one of the interesting things about CTE education in general. People are amazed when you start kind of peeling back and looking at all of the different options. Um, Naomi, Naomi, let me talk to you a little bit too about this avenue uh, and it's really kind of an and. Mm -hmm. It's made not in one or the other. But if you were talking to a young person and a young girl and thinking about whether to do the CTE right out of high school entering the workforce, the college pathway, in your industry, what opportunities are there in kind of both of those lines of work? Yeah, so I mean, with our company, we also have training. Um, we have systems to train our installers. Everyone who comes into our company, as far as installer, starts at the apprenticeship level, regardless of what experience they have, so they can learn how we do things. Um, with being a gutter company, there's lots of gutter companies out there. But in order to make a difference, you have to do things a little bit different. And we focus on customer service. That's a really big standing point for us. Um, our motto is reinventing contractor service. So what we normally experience through those companies, we try to change that and put that customer service aspect in it. And we do that with our employees, too. It's a lot of um, time, paying attention to them, seeing what they need, and training them so that they can all be as good as they can possibly be for their position. And, you know, it's interesting that you're mentioning customer service and the communication angle. Yes, very important. This. When you are dealing with clients, potential clients, um, being able to listen, being able to engage with people, helping them think through their issues. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, particularly in your company, that that's going to be a very big part of it. Definitely. You definitely have to be able to speak with your customers. Um, You have to be able to engage with them and understand and listen. Very big part is listening to what their problem is. And our goal is to find a solution to their problem and help them with getting that fixed. Um, So our employees, when they come in, it's very important that we let them know that that that's what we're here for. If the customer, you know, needs us to come back out there and take a look at something that they're not sure if it's done right. It's our job to go back out there and look at it regardless if we think it's definitely done right or not. We want to show it to them in person to prove that it is correct and show them and educate them. A large part of our job is educating our customers, not just telling them stuff and hoping that they believe it, but explain it to them so they understand it. You know, that's um, 
years ago when I first got into uh, video production, um, there was a woman who was leaving a corporate job and kind of starting her own video company. And I interviewed with her, and I was, I don't know, really pretty young, um, early 20s. And she said, listen, um, I've, I've seen your video work, that's great, but here's the thing. Um, if you are meeting with a potential client, your number one job is to listen. Mm -hmm. Because if you are about to ask them or suggest or the client has to decide whether to spend money out of their budget, <laughs> they want to feel like their ideas have been heard, their questions have been heard. So we're not even getting into the video production of it yet. Your first job is to be listening. And she said, I actually end up hiring um, women. Um, because culturally we are encouraged to be good listeners mm -hmm. uh, and that is uh, very important she said that's that that you will listen your way in or out of a job <laughs> and I and yeah. I have never forgotten that so uh, tell me a little bit about what NAWIC is Naomi talk a little bit about and I know there's the national organization but you all have local chapters as well, right? Yes, correct. We have local chapters. So we are with the Richmond chapter here. Um, NAWUC is actually based in Fort Worth, Texas, and it has about 115 chapters throughout the United States. Um, but here we are with the Richmond chapter, both Carrie and I. And what is your goal? If you're in NAWIC and you're and you are active, what are you doing? I mean, the camp is one thing, but mm -hmm. I mean, I know you don't run camps all year long. What is the idea behind the organization? So our, our motto is leading builders and building leaders. So we work together to do lunch and learns. We help support each other. And then we also turn around and look at the next generation and try to see how we can help them come up and support them. Um, I heard an interesting statistic from one of your fellow NAWIC uh, members who said that at least kind of the recent data, when you're looking at the percentage of women in construction, that's about 11%. And then when you dig a little bit deeper, the actual skilled trades piece of this is just about 4 or 5%, something in, in that area. So there's a major opportunity here. What is holding us back, uh, women, from really considering this? Is it? Do you think, Naomi, just being exposed to this? Or what about those figures? Um, I think it's definitely being exposed to it. Um, like Michaela was saying, she didn't know that there was these different aspects out here. And honestly, we just recently went to a spring forum for NAWIC, and I found out more, I mean, as an adult, about different things that's going on in different areas. I asked Carrie this morning about her position and what she does to learn out more different things. So there's so much out there that we just don't know about. I think we just need to get exposed to it more. And I think that's the biggest problem, that and feeling comfortable in doing it. Um, at our location, it's most all of my installers are men. I have had one female installer. She was awesome, absolutely awesome. So it's just getting comfortable with it. She was a sibling of two of my other installers, so they kind of you know made her feel comfortable to come in, and they we became a team. Um, she's no longer with the company, but had nothing to do with her abilities and what she did for the job. It was just an awesome experience. So I think just feeling comfortable with working with a lot of men. Um, because that's what we have is this all men at our location. So just feeling comfortable with yourself and knowing what's out there. So I think we just need to do a better job of letting people know all the different avenues they can go to. 
And I love that uh, she had this glimpse into what being an yes. installer was, but then she decided to go for it yes. and install. And she was awesome <laughs> at it. Absolutely awesome at it. So I, I, I think that's a, a, a great example. Um, I was chatting with a, a gentleman who was a service manager at, at a local uh, dealership and talking about his um, team. And he said, you know, uh, some of my best techs are females. Mm-hmm. And um, they are so committed to doing the job well that they are they double down and yes. want to make sure that they are doing things <laughs> right. Over check and checking, checking and checking <laughs> and checking. They double down. They are so careful about doing the work uh, because they want to feel confident in that. Um, so I I want to um, just get a a sense from you all about what your kind of future plans are for the camp. Do you think you will do this again? Um, Carrie, you are nodding your head enthusiastically. (laughs) What has this week been like? Oh, it's been, I mean, we're all exhausted. We also work full-time jobs (laughs) and most of us have children at home as well. So it's definitely been a, a long week but just like watching the kids engage and enjoy the things and learn and even if they don't like it you can still see like something come out of it mm-hmm. it's just been very rewarding and we have giant post-its up on the wall right now where we're making notes for next year we have our good things our bad things how we're going to fix it and improve that's fantastic Michaela do do you think you might be a recruit for you are an inaugural camper you're a history maker <laughs> Michaela I'm just putting that out there you have made history as one of the first of the campers do you think this is something you would want to do again um next year yes because I think it would be cool to like learn how to make my own stuff and like build my own things and like I can help my parents like um when they're building things by themselves like my dad and my mom I think that would just be like a cool hobby or just like um learning maybe even when I get my own house like um learning how to paint the walls and just like do it all by myself I just think that would be a cool thing to know I, I love that. And you you were telling me earlier about your favorite activity. What did you do this week that you thought was just awesome? Probably making the ACs. I just think that um, everything that we've done so far this week has been really fun, like the painting, um, making the ACs, making the circuits today, and even like doing um, the construction simulators a few days ago. Those were just really like cool things to do. I don't know. The construction simulator that simulator was wild. I, I, when I peeked into the training simulation, um, it was incredible. It looked so fun, and every and this the the two little campers that were in there. Generally, when you show up with a camera, you know people mm-hmm. they were so into their sim- they were so into <laughs> it. Their little eyeballs were like fixed on that screen. <laughs> they were into it. So um, thanking Carter Machinery for yes. bringing that out Absolutely. because they did an outstanding job, and everybody was just um, really excited about that. And you know where you all are. I have to also shout out our Henrico CTE program because. We are in the Adult Education Center, which was renovated by our Henrico CTE students and industry partners. And if you could have seen this mall a year ago, in this space a year ago, you would not believe how these students stepped up 
and just were incredibly talented, committed, professional, skilled, and are fabulous industry partners who worked side by side. So um, there is great talent to be nurtured in career and technical education. Michaela, I will be pulling for you in your <laughs> in your DIY um, spirit. And yeah. maybe, who knows, you might find a career pathway in career and technical education that really just speaks to you too. Yeah. So I think that's great that you were, that you're keeping your, your options open. Thank you all so much. Congratulations on your camp. Thank you. Uh, you have earned a weekend where you are putting your feet up. I hope you are going to be yes. doing that because you have been on your feet um, all day, every day for a week. But thank you uh, again, the fantastic sponsors who made this yes. Uh, such a success. I'm glad that they could see their investment in action because yeah. as soon as you, uh, you know, just poked your head in any of the classrooms, you could just feel like the steam of creativity going on. <laughs> it was it was great. Um, so thanks a lot. And listen, everybody who folks who are listening, I know we've got some parents and grandparents, family and friends. Mark your calendars for the Henrico Schools Life Ready Expo. Tuesday, September 19th, 2023, from 6 to 8 p.m. at Hermitage High School. And the Life Ready Expo offers students and their families the chance to talk with employers from each of our 17 career clusters and learn about career pathways, educational requirements, compensation, future growth for career fields. It is awesome. It's for grades 6 through 12. And you can visit HenricoCTE.com for details. That's going to do it for this edition of Henrico CTE Now. We are so honored that you spend your time with us and you support <laughs> career and technical education in your own way. Maybe you're a parent, a student, you're in the CTE field, you teach, you're a member of NAWIC or another organization that supports what we're trying to do. We just appreciate you. Remember, you can treat yourself to some previous episodes of the Henrico CTE Now wherever you get your podcasts. It's a good chance you're going to find us there too. As always, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter at the handle Henrico. CTE. We will see you next time.